Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Today you'll meet Nato Thompson, Artistic Director of Creative Time, a nonprofit organization that funds large scale public art projects in New York City. The backdrop for our conversation is artist Julio Leparc's retrospective exhibition at the Paris Art Museum in Miami, Florida. From Argentina, Leparc was a founding member of Grave, an international artist collective active in Paris in the 1960s. As a curator and critical writer, Nato Thompson often explores the aesthetics and politics of collective action. I'm excited to learn more about his new book, Culture as Weapon. Culture as Weapon, the Art of Influence in Everyday Life. That's quite a big topic <laughs> to take on. And, yeah. and I see you, when you're introducing it, that you're talking about not just what's obvious, like advertising, but how our life is designed and social media, computers, radio, podcasts, yeah. for example, that influence the way we act and the way we move forward in life. The book, just to say the kind of inspiration for it was, I work in the arts. I often work around the intersection of art and politics or artists as activists. It's an amazing history, one I'm very clearly invested in. But it often, um, at the same time, when you tell these stories, you tend to write it through the lens of people that have done that work over time. And in 2011, at the beginning of Occupy Wall Street, I did a show called Living as Form. And it was looking at artists that were looking at their life as a kind of artwork or how to live in a form of resistance or to produce their own autonomy or agency. But while doing that, you know, certainly it occurred to me that there was a B-side, if you would, to this project, which was artists are not the only ones that are using culture to change the world. In fact, there was a critique that, hey, why don't you have the tea party in this show? Or, hey, you know, why don't you have someone like Jesse Helms? Or, you know, just kind of like, why not have right-wing people? Well, it occurred to me, I was like, it's not just them, frankly. There's a whole other cast of characters from Steve Jobs to Apple itself to Ikea to Starbucks to the U.S. military to a whole range of, of large-scale businesses and corporations and entities that are also doing the same things artists are, but on a scale that's much bigger. And so this book was an opportunity to try to flip the switch and to, to reverse engineer this so that we can put art into dialogue with those larger forces because they actually need to be articulated more specifically and you can learn a lot from it. Right, and one statement that you wrote, I thought I'd just read it, we interpret the world by way of our personal needs and desires and so we are vulnerable to larger powers who know how to speak to those needs. That's deep. <laughs> well, it's also interesting in so much as, I don't say it in the book, but sometimes I kind of wish I would have. There's a long history of people writing about the way culture is made to make us do things. Gramsci, in his idea of hegemony, was really interested in the ways the church and schools kind of shape who we are. But, you know, that culture was a manipulating agent to normalize power. But then you also have current figures, even Noam Chomsky, wrote a book called Manufacturing Consent that was really looking at the way PR and marketing and advertising was used to make us kind of passive consumers. But I kind of want to push back on that because I think what's even more troubling about the analysis is that there really is no wizard behind the machine. Advertisers know how to get you from A to B to some degree, and some advertisers would say, if it was that easy, I'd be very rich. It's, so there's a war game on in terms of getting our attention from that end. 
But simultaneously, even from A to B doesn't explain what happens on the aggregate, which is what happens to us after an advertiser gets us from A to B? What happens to us as people? Or what happens to us as a society? And I would say that this war, this the mechanisms to get our attention, to get us to feel things, is so profound and it is around us all the time and we navigate it so fluidly. The advent of social media has made it even more complex because now we've all become our own personal branding machines and we communicate with a certain kind of knack for advertising. It's just people that have grown up with it. It's a very complex field and so untangling the mess that is cultural production is not easy work. And if we talk about advertising as an influence and we see this the condition we're in right now with our new administration and how social media in particular is being used to direct the country yeah of course i mean you know the trick of the trump era is it can in some ways it's very useful for the premise because clearly trump mobilized a lot of people with the uses of culture but it also can blind us because it'll make us think that somehow the trump administration is the problem. It gets us very self-satisfied that there was this some sort of like rationalist, Democrat, liberal-minded group of people out there. But frankly, it's just not the case. Obama, certainly who isn't nostalgic for that era already, but this man was not without a brand. And, uh, you know, change you can believe in might as well be an ad for Pepsi. He was a president that oversaw the growth of the Black Lives Matter movement, which was you know, profound violence against people of color. He was a president that over an economy where wages stagnated for eight years while the gains from the recession went to the upper 1%. So when we think of that as change you can believe in, there's some spin and PR involved with that statement. That's why I love the other statement you made about the culture war wasn't and isn't. I mean, you can say it's still with us is not a war on culture, not exclusively, but a war that uses culture. And that's where we are today. It's complex because activists do it just as much. For me, it's not finger pointing. The reason people use culture as a weapon is because it's an effective weapon. Because culture understands a big part of us is very emotional and reactive. And so if you want to get through to people, you use stories. You have to have protagonists. Fear is a very major you know, weapon in the arsenal. These are just tools. They're not ideologically driven. And so all kinds of ideological stripes will use them. What's tricky about that too is when we talk about the arts today, where do the arts line up within that complex fabric? Well, I think in some ways it's both good and bad. The good is, if you're an advocate for the arts, the good is the arts are more relevant than ever. The bad is a lot of that is being used in a very coercive, manipulative way. That's where we are (laughs) torn. What's fascinating to me is Saul Linsky and the methodologies that he advocated. I like how you included the rules for radicals and the counterinsurgencies. And if you read those rules, they could be used for either party. They can be used for Trump every day. They can be used for anti-Trump. They can be used for progressive liberals, neoliberals. It's the spin. It's Threat is as significant as the outcome of the threat. They're very useful tools. And it also forces, I think, artists and people that use these tools to not just assume that they're doing good because they're using them, but to think carefully about who's being empowered and for what ends. What would you add to the book if you could add some thoughts now based on what has happened in the less than 100 days of our new administration? History as a way of being so accidental 
or reactive. You know, everything is changing now that Trump's in office. And I mean that for social movements. Because in some ways, the Trump presidency may be the most galvanizing force I've ever seen. And I went to the Women's March, and I saw people on the streets that I know have never been out in the streets. And the scale of the pushback is so profound in a way that we would have never had under Hillary Clinton, obviously. But it's a peculiar kind of moment we're in. I'm not like, yay, Trump's in office. I'm just seeing a massive groundswell of political activism that, like, it makes me kind of think through what does that mean, you know? And I know it's awful, but it also... I'm just seeing, like, a more progressive agenda being talked about. When I saw the speakers, I mean, Angela Davis was up there, Bell Hooks, Linda Sassour. I mean, these are extremely progressive views. These are not center-left. You know, they're radical left. That's a profound shift. I'd love to take that on. The movement that is being energized by a huge population has a very positive feel to it. Yeah. There's a deeper political fight in this country that has momentum behind it that I'm very encouraged by. I do know from any kind of historical reading, art will change. The mood of this country is changing. I do also know that we're going to have some real tragedies and I don't know where they're going to happen. If you think Trump is going to be a free expression fan, you're crazy. I don't know what museum's going to get hit. I don't know what artist is going to get hit. But that time will come and we just have to be prepared. It's almost like everyone's like getting ready for where it's all going to go down. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Today, I've been in conversation with curator and critical writer Nato Thompson. In his new book, Culture as Weapon, Nato challenges art activists to look outside their practice, to carefully consider how they're using culture as a tool, who is being empowered, and for what purpose. To learn more, visit freshartinternational.com. Click on the support button to help us grow. If you like what you're hearing, please let us know. You'll find us tweeting at FreshArtINTL. We'd love for you to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. You'll find us anywhere you go to listen. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.